0: Uh, What's up guys? Uh, Real quick, just want to put out a little disclaimer before I get started with this episode. Um, I was real excited to do this, but I'm still learning the uh, process of recording uh, remotely with, well, not just remotely, but recording with multiple people here on location and then someone else recording remotely. So the quality is not up to standard is not where I want it to be. Like I said, I'm still learning that process. Um, we'll get better over time and try to figure some things out. But just want to put that little disclaimer out there. So if it's your first time listening, um, I ask you not to hold that against me. Uh, the quality is not normally uh, at that level. It's usually better. But it's usually just us recording in person. And for long time listeners, ask you to bear with me as we continue to learn and try to grow and do some bigger and better things and keep um, putting out uh, quality content. So, like I said, thanks for uh, tuning in and checking us out. If you're just joining us, uh, thank you for your continued support for those that have been listening. And like I said, you know, it's a great episode, just the quality, not where I want it to be. I'm going to keep learning. But thank you and uh, we'll go ahead and get to it.
1: Welcome ladies and gentlemen, this is Drinks With Dub. I'm your host, Ian Dub, aka Dub City, to my immediate left, as always, the star of the show, here. Um, to my immediate right, and I'm not going to give her too hard of time this this week, because she's the one who's actually going to drink some beer with me, so I'm going to put her some slack, HB, is here with me.
2: Feeling salty, but yes, I'm here.
1: And we are being joined by uh, Linus Hall, who is the founder and brewmaster of Yazoo Beer out of uh, Yazoo Breweries out of Nashville. Linus, how are you doing this evening?
3: I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on.
1: Uh, no problem. No problem. So, welcome. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Uh, so tell us, how did you get involved in, uh, tell us your story of how you ended up with your own brewery? <laughs>
3: uh... Well, you know, I I drank a lot of beer in college, but I didn't have a whole lot of money, so I, I got into <laughs> I got into home brewing with a, a couple of buddies. Um, we bought a kit from like the back of the Rolling Stone magazine, little the little classified ads you can see there. Um, and you know, we didn't make very good beer, but I, I kept at it after I got out of college and. Um, and uh, ended up uh, moving uh, from Mississippi, where I grew up, up here to Nashville, and joined the homebrew club here, and, and you know, long story short, I, I just, I was like, man, that's what I want to do, but I'm kind of stuck in this corporate job, and my my wife, uh, you know, she uh, encouraged me to do it before we got to be too old and had kids and everything, so Um, you know, we started the brewery in 2003, uh, over in what was a really rundown part of, um, of, you know, of Nashville, at least it was the old Marathon Motorworks building that was kind of just caving in. And we, we kind of helped the owner of that building, you know, restore about 5,000 square feet in one corner and, uh, put the brewery in there and, um you know that was a good time that was a really good time to to start a brewery in Nashville um there weren't a lot of uh breweries at that time and 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 local people were really embracing uh craft beer and so you know we we kept growing we started bottling in 2005 we we moved to the... a part of the Gulch that was at that time you know run down as well and, and oh. Uh... oh sorry
2: can Sorry, I, I look. Yeah, she's, she's, she's whispering over here. She does this a lot. Too. <laughs> I um, started beer. Yeah, and then
3: uh, <laughs> fast forward to present, we we uh, we kind of outgrew our space down in the gulch and uh, bought some property up in in Madison, which is about ten miles north of downtown, and um, moved all the equipment up there. And that's where we've been for you know we. July was our first year anniversary of being in Madison.
2: Awesome,
1: awesome. Congratulations! Yes. So I first got into craft movies, I guess, what two or three years ago Mm -hmm. when we went to, uh, we went to the uh, beer festival down at the uh, Two Rivers Mansion, and um, I tried one of your, at least one of your beers there, and sort of my buddy kind of told me, you know told me about this app called uh, untapped where you can, you know, try different beers and check in and stuff. And then, so when I got home, I discovered I could actually get some of your stuff here. We're about an hour, hour or so away from Nashville. And we've got a few here that we're drinking right now. We're drinking the pale ale right now. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that for people that may not, you know, don't know what goes into different kinds of beer?
3: For sure. Yeah. Um, our pale ale is, uh, you know, anybody who says that their pale ale wasn't inspired by Sierra Nevada's pale ale is, is lying. And so ours definitely, uh, I, I love that beer. That was one of my first craft beers that I ever got into. Um, but ours uses a lot of, uh, Amarillo hops in it, which at the time back in the, uh, early two thousands was a, a brand new hop that no, not a lot of people had heard of. It's, uh, you know, it, it's a nice kind of uh, citrus character, a little bit of um, I don't know, honey melon maybe, and uh, and uh, we just we just like it. So that that's a recipe that I probably made about a hundred different versions of before I settled on on the one that we have now. And um, and when we first started out, pale ales were what people recognized, and it was it was uh, it was our flagship for a long time. Gotcha,
1: gotcha. So what would be the difference between a pale ale and for people that don't drink, like Amber, what do you usually drink? Coors Light. So she's a Coors Light girl. So what's going to be the difference between this pale ale that we're drinking now and her Coors Light that she likes?
3: Well, it's kind of interesting. I mean, people think when they say pale, that's going to be the lightest color possible, right? But um, it's actually an amber color uh it's an English style i guess that um that a long time ago all the malts used to make beer were smoked over wood, and so they would get dark and they would get smoky and it was pretty much impossible to make a uh a, a lighter colored beer all the beer back then was brown and so uh but they found out later how to make uh the how to smoke the malt or how to dry the malt out over uh an indirect flame and so it didn't pick up all the smoky flavors and it didn't pick up a lot of heat it just kind of dried out to a nice um you know a nice kind of clear color and so when they started making the styles of beer uh pilsners and other things like that you know with this new malt they're like oh you know that's that's a pale beer there and so um it's kind of funny to think you know people are used to drinking um like you said, Coors Light or, or other Pilsners in, the, in America, when they see a pale ale, they're like, "Why is that? You know, why is that called pale?" And, and as well, it's just a historical kind of thing. That, uh, but mainly, what you're gonna get out of a pale ale is kind of a nice, uh, bready body, um, a little bit of bitterness, and then a lot of aroma and flavor
1: from whatever hops are used.
2: I definitely taste the melony, the melony flavor, and the pale ale.
1: Yeah, I say I don't know. I See, I don't know if it's melon that I particularly taste, but I can tell the citrus mm-hmm. in it. I can tell it's got some citrus flavor to it.
2: Do you uh, produce any beer that is like nitrogen infused?
3: Uh, we've done a lot of those just at our tap room. Um, you know, you, you pour it through a special uh, faucet, and it gives it a nice, really creamy head to it. Um, it's it's difficult to kind of control that out in the market, and so a lot of times we'll just do it for select places that ask for it, and we'll just do it for our room.
2: Right. I went to, my uncle lives in Seattle, and uh, I went there for my 21st birthday last year, and uh, he took me to this, like, home brewery in Seattle, and they had all these crazy IPAs, and most of them were not even infused, but they just served them in-house. So, i
3: didn't really produce them for the public. yeah you know that guinness came up with that a long time ago the nitrogen uh kind of way of pouring beer because you know back in the old days you would pour beer through a what's called a beer engine it was just a pump that pumped the beer out of a keg and uh and as it was pumping it out it went through this faucet that you know, foamed it pretty bad and and, uh, introduced a lot of nitrogen into it. And so when they were trying to get away from using all those old casks and the hand pumps and actually using, you know, modern technology, they came up with a way to make a a kind of a nitrogen beer that mimicked the old style.
4: Okay, so I'm the only one at the table that has no idea what's going on. I don't drink beer. (laughs) okay uh, i'm usually the dd for the band festivals so that's my part in this so you know mine was telling me that you and your wife run the business together
2: yeah that's true
4: so what's that like on a day in day out what's the hours and the crazy schedule like
2: you got our kids
3: yeah, yeah we, we uh you know we started the business in 2003 and we had our first daughter in 2000 uh you know about three months later in 2004 and then our, sec- our second daughter was right after that.
2: Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they,
3: they have kind of grown up at the same time as our business has grown up. And it, it's funny, we, we kind of joke that the brewery is kind of like having a third kid because, you know, it's <laughs> it has all its own needs and its, you know, growth patterns and stuff. But, um, yeah, my wife, Lila, uh, you know, um, she's been my – rock forever and and you know she does all of our artwork um she does you know she's our hr person she's you know she does whatever she she can do um and it's yeah you know it, the balance has always been a hard thing to accomplish um because you know you don't when you've been at work to, together all day the last thing you want to do is get home and talk about work some more but
4: right yeah. <laughs>
1: um
3: but, I'd say you know we've kind of figured out what our strengths are and and what our roles are and I don't mess with I don't mess with her <laughs> I don't try <laughs> to get in her stuff and she me, you know she knows what I can what I'm best at doing and so it it's taken a while I mean it's been uh, 17 years this year so
1: we oh, have figured it out.
4: Yeah. That's amazing to uh be doing that with two small kids and raising a business and making a marriage work all the Kudos. same time. Kudos to you guys yeah. for sure. Any one of those things is hard
2: enough. <laughs> Absolutely no arguments over that. I'm yeah. sure. Well,
3: you know, arguing and talking about what you're doing over over a beer that you made uh
1: definitely <laughs> helps. I'm sure I'm sure it's you're being
4: constructive. <laughs> <laughs> taste
1: testing and, and making things work. <laughs> right so so what have things been like in the um as far as like local breweries and stuff this this summer with the pandemic going on how has that affected business or the craft brew culture because i know at least uh, at least one beer festival that i've looked at has been canceled for the year so i was just kind of wondering what's that been like for you guys
3: yeah it's been uh it's been rough i mean um I don't think there'll be any festivals this year if i had to guess and um you know our our business is probably two thirds of it is sold through uh, bars and restaurants and they're all really hurting right now mm-hmm. um so yeah we're we're down pretty dramatically volume wise and revenue wise and we've we've tried to hang on to everybody um you know, that we can, we've gotten some help through uh, the SBA loans, the the PPP loans. Um, But, you know, this is the time when all that stuff's kind of running out. So we're, you know, kind of day to day trying to figure out what's going to happen.
4: I'm sure you have to be forced into thinking of creative ideas to push your, you know, your product out onto a market. It's not very flashy at the moment, I think.
3: Yeah. You know, I think craft brewers are always real creative and figuring out how to get their beer out to people. It's just, it's just so limited right now. You know, we, we do have, uh, you know, we do have our tap room, but it's pretty limited. Uh, we've had to cut back on our capacity a lot. And, um, and then we, you know, we've been blessed to kind of get the uh, delivery as an option so we can deliver beer to people's homes uh. while this is happening and, um, and people have been really supportive, but you know, especially in in Nashville, which is so um, was well, so tourist driven that you know those people aren't there, and so you know that's a lot of uh, the downtown business, a lot of the bar business is is dependent on tourism, which isn't happening right now.
4: How many festivals are average on on average a year do you do? Well,
3: you know. It used to be, it seemed like every weekend we were doing two or three. Um, We we really cut back about 2016 or so and only focused on ones that we really liked. Um, And uh, so I'd say we do about, you know, four or five a year on average. Um, But, uh, you know, again, that used to be like almost every weekend we were doing one.
4: That's neat. Yeah, for those of you that
1: have never been to a beer festival... It's it's definitely
4: a good time. Whether you, yeah, I, didn't the, even, I don't even drink beer. I, I've never been a beer drinker. I've never never drank a beer that I liked. Uh, so I'm not a big beer drinker, and I went and I still had a great time just kind of walking around to the different booths and seeing the different stuff. And they had like music playing and other stuff going on. It was real fun. Get drunk and sunburn. It's a great way to get. It. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about
2: sunburn.
1: But yeah, but um what I was gonna ask is about um, and I lost my train of thought because Britney jumped in and asked her question i I'll be <laughs> quiet. It's okay. It's <laughs> okay. Uh du- Indian- yeah, that question left me. It's gone. <laughs> It'll come back later, baby. <laughs> yeah. Have another <laughs> yeah. trip.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: It's something I'm see it. I'm gonna have and I'm not gonna pronounce this right. The uh the Hefe, Hefeweizen. Yeah, you did great. Yeah. Oh awesome. I got that right. So tell us about it as we get ready to crack these up and give it a give it a shot.
3: Yeah, uh so Hefeweizen's uh you know, it's a German style. Heffy means cloudy <laughs> or yeasty. Weizen means wheat. So Hefeweizen is just a cloudy wheat beer. Um and that's yeah, yeah. That's one of the ones I'm I'm really particularly proud of. We've won a couple of uh medals at the Great American Beer Festival with that one. Um and the nice thing that's nice, but even nicer is, you know, when we get a lot of German tourists coming through the brewery and they see that we have a Hefeweizen, they kinda of turn their nose up and say, Oh no, you know, no American can make a beer like this <laughs> and then <laughs> and then they'll try it and they'll be like, Oh, this is really good, you know, good job. So that's high praise, I think. And and it's Yeah,
2: that's more
1: That's more
3: So the you know, the the ingredients are really simple. It's it's wheat malt, it's a little bit of uh pale ale malt and then uh, not very many hops, so it's not very bitter. But the yeast is Mm-hmm. yeah the yeast is okay. what makes this so so great is um and we leave the yeast in there it's not filtered out, so you get a lot of banana and clove and kind of a tart body to it um it's a great breakfast beer if you ever wake up hungover and want to have a
4: beer breakfast beer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> beer drinkers are
2: crazy people. <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 I was just couldn't imagine that, you eat her pizza with it too what is- I, to the
4: yeah. <laughs> or do you have eggs and bacon and beer?
1: It depends on who's up and sober to make. <laughs> 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 the beer's part. One time we yeah. might make it through this break. I like to name the bread house. Your, your, your food options may be limited, but plenty be it's plentiful. Plentiful. <laughs>
4: I just can't imagine front house living, period. Like, I live for three of y'all on a daily basis. I can not imagine more of that. Y'all are disgusting creatures.
2: I got two older brothers. Just two and one
4: bathroom. Like, yeah. Definitely terrible stuff. I can not imagine.
2: Pour some beer on it. That's a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> clean the walls, clean the kidneys. <laughs>
1: So, what was some of the beers that you that uh that you liked growing in you talked about you got into this in college before you started making your own beer what was your some of your go to drinks this is a this uh, is
2: a question here <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I mean you know where I grew up in Mississippi was right on the louisiana border we could We could go across the river and uh go to a bait shop there and it was eighteen to drink so you know
1: uh, uh, ah yeah.
3: <laughs> so we had, you know, knock down drag out arguments of whether Bud Light or Miller Light was better. And it really was
2: I, wasn't. Yeah. I, love
3: wasn't. I, I well, until I got to college I started drinking some good beer. I had Sam Adams, uh Lager. Okay. I had Sierra Nevada, I had Guinness, uh, Stout. And those were kind of the first ones I was like, wow, there's a lot more to, uh, to beer than just, you know, cheap crap. And so, um, yeah. And then, like I said, I, I didn't have a whole lot of money to buy beer and we're like, well, we'll just make it. on the natural life budget, so. <laughs> 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 but you know, I
2: used to work at like a little convenience
4: store, so, um. We had some of our regular customers that would come in and learn no how much money they had, they would still buy Natty Ice. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, why? Like, I'm mean, going to come in and get $20 worth of gas and like a six pack of Natty Ice and was total came to like, Almost $30 or a little over $30, and he handed me a $100 bill. And I'm like, So, why are you drinking Maddie Ice? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know, but I was just like, Why would you drink that as a choice? Like, I don't even like beer, and I'm doing Ice. is like, sure. That's like a high school party, gotta get drunk and then finish it off. Yeah.
4: Like you know, I we remember in high school we used to have the good, bad, ugly parties where you fill up the trash cans with ice and throw the beers in, and you'd have to just reach in blindly and whatever you got out, you had to drink. And people, you know,
2: that's what could not for the ugly was daddy ice. <laughs> <laughs> that's like backwards. Okay, <laughs> you need <can> to drink. It. <laughs> you need to drink daddy ice. The check's on me. All
1: right. So another another one you your beers I've had, but they didn't have it at the store when I got it, is the. Um, Believe a those carols is that is that correct? That's
3: that's Yeah. Yeah, those, those yeah. yeah um, they,
1: that's available in a few places. I believe the Mexican restaurant sells it here, but I've had that a few times, and that's the one I really like. You want to tell us tell us about that? I wish I had one for you to try. But. Sure. Yeah. Where
3: where are you? Uh, where where are you living?
1: We live in childville uh, County, so Hartsville, Tennessee. Okay. Is there, We're about an hour from Nashville.
3: Sure. Um, yeah. So it's a funny story uh, about those perils. Uh, my, my little sister was getting married. She's about a couple of years younger than me. And she wanted to have an outdoor wedding in Mississippi and in, in, uh, in June.
2: <laughs>
3: and <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she wanted me to make a, a homebrew for her. And she wanted it to be a dark beer. I'm like, man, this is a recipe for disaster here, you know. Um, but I, so I tried to come up with a dark beer that tasted really light and that people could have, you know, three or four pints of and not going to be passed out and all the wedding pictures and everything. <laughs> and, um, so this is kind of the recipe I came up with. It's uh, It's kind of our take on a Mexican amber style. So. Um, it's got some nice dark malts in it, but it uses, uh, corn, um, to kind of lighten the body and give a little bit of sweet finish and not so heavy. Um, and then we named it, my wife and I, we were trying to come up with a name for the beer and, um, it was sunset and I noticed my dogs were running around the yard completely acting crazy. And then she's like, what, what the hell's wrong with those dogs? And, uh, I looked over and I realized they'd gotten into, um, my spent grain from brewing which you know would set out in the sun and probably got a little alcoholic uh on its own and so mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you see the label on the can of the bottle it's got a picture of our kind of crazy dogs howling the man and, and <laughs> that's it's, great you know dos perros is you know mexican is spanish for uh for two dogs and
1: that's yeah what it's gotcha on that note, like what goes in what goes into naming you know, a beer or and on um, and speaking of which, how did you come up with the name Yazoo as the name of your company?
3: Yeah, uh the, the name of the company, uh again, I grew up in, in Mississippi and it's where a little town called Vicksburg where the uh the Yazoo River comes into the Mississippi River and so Yazoo just kind of was a name that was all around um, me when I was growing up. And I thought it'd be a great name for a beer a long time before I started the brewery. And so it just kind of is a um, is an homage to uh, growing up in Mississippi and and, uh, in that part of the country, even though we settled down here in Nashville. And um, and then, yeah, naming the beer is always it it gets tougher and tougher now because uh, there's so many breweries and there's so many names that are already been taken but um you know luckily uh you know those perils wasn't taken and that was one of our flagships for a long time
1: gotcha and uh i believe if i read correctly correct me if i'm wrong but when you guys opened in 2003 you were the first or one of the first breweries in nashville since prohibition
3: yeah there were four other uh kind of pubs brewing their own beer um uh I think they're pretty much all don't exist anymore, but we I decided I, I wanted to like package our beer and get it out and try to get it into the bars and restaurants and grocery stores and and um that was kind of a new, a different business model than anybody had taken in a long time since Prohibition.
2: So
4: like I guess my question into that becomes more of like you know you you if as far as like location-wise of owning a brewery and where it's at is Nashville, like a good place to be, or is there a bad place to be?
3: Well, you know, the last 15, 20 years, it's been a great place to be. It, um, you know, Nashville's growing so quickly, and there's so many new bars and restaurants opening, a lot of new people, you know, uh, coming and living here. Um, so it's been a great place to be, actually.
1: Yeah, I mean, because, like, you know, like you talk about tourists and stuff. Um, Joey, for example, you know, he's in the military. He goes to different places. He's in the craft brewery. So wherever he goes, he likes to try the local the local selections that they have. So I mean, I'd imagine. Well,
4: I mean, I, yeah, I guess my point in that was is, like, is there, you know, certain cities that are known to be good places to establish breweries versus bad cities? I mean, because I would assume in any large populous city, you could push it out like what he's saying in bars and restaurants and grocery stores, but I guess I'm my point was: is there a better place to be known to have a brewery than in, in another place? Like, because you know, it seems like here, Guttenberg has become like the moonshine thing now.
2: Uh,
3: yeah, um, I think uh, I think if you were starting out a brewery nowadays, my advice would be to find a place that doesn't have. Is not you know saturated with them because um, there's lots of areas of the country that you know once they found out about you know locally made craft beer they would they would really get behind it so yeah there, there's parts of the countries that kind of led it like you know Portland Oregon and and the San Diego and in you know, like Denver Colorado but you know it it would be tough to open a brewery in those kind of markets now so. I think your best bet is to find some places where people probably would like the beer, but there's not a lot of other competition right now.
1: Well,
2: it's hard to. We got two red lights, but we got three liquor stores. <laughs> so we like to drink. We like drink to drink. We like So, drink. You
1: guys will definitely be in our fridge. So what's the process like as far as getting into different bars and restaurants and especially like grocery stores and things like that. How does, how does that work?
3: Well, it, uh, you know, the way we started is I would keg all of our beer and uh, put it in the back of a pickup truck and drive around and try to get taps. And, and um, at Nashville at least that, that, that worked pretty well. I, I, you know, there's a lot of independent restaurants that wanted to see, a good local brewery succeed and so you know then when it came time to uh get into grocery stores and that kind of thing is you realize that you have to go through a distributor which if if you're familiar with how beer works is you know it it, most places don't let you sell directly to the consumer you have to go through a distributor to get it to Kroger or to get it to uh, Publix and places like that and so when we, we signed with a distributor in two thousand five, you know a couple of years after we opened, and they're the ones that can kind of open the doors to get you into uh, the big chain places like Kroger and Costco and Walmart.
1: Gotcha, you gotcha. Because you, got you. Uh, where I went today, I uh, went to uh, Twice Dailies, and they have this really cool thing that where you can build your own six pack of you know craft bro, you know craft beers and stuff. Which is, I do that on a somewhat regular basis. If I know I want to sit down and drink, I will just kind of go and grab, you know, four or five, or six different kind of beers, and you know, just kind of give them all a try. And, you know, checking on the Untapped tap and try to keep up with stuff or whatever. But like I said, it's to me, you know, to me, it's an interesting. It's interesting to try, you know, to different types of beers and. You know, see different breweries' takes on you know, like your pale ale versus you know another local brewery's pale ale. You know, it's just it's an interesting concept and just you know something worth experimenting experimenting with.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough to buy a whole six pack of something you never had before, and you know you don't like two of the bottles and just pour the rest down the drain. So yeah, those those mix of six are, are great. Yeah.
4: I'm a purely liquor drinker. I'm a bourbon person. I like my Jack, my GM, my crown. I stick with those. So for somebody like me that just doesn't, I've never tasted a beer that I've ever cared for. It all falls flat for me. I don't know what it is. What would you recommend for people that don't normally drink beer to be the first thing that they try? Oh, I, I, you know,
3: you sound like a challenge. I, I like a challenge. <laughs> Uh Now we, uh, most people who say they don't like beer haven't haven't tried a lot of different things because they're. If you like bourbon, if you like barrel aged liquor, um, she's not married. Like, I like it.
1: <laughs> like, yep, 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 that's me.
3: No, but they, I, I would just say you know, don't try try a lot of just different weird stuff because you'll find something that you like eventually. Um, you know we we age a lot of our beers and and whiskey and bourbon barrels, and they pick up a lot of that character um, you might like uh it, you know you might try a lot of different sour beers and be surprised that that
4: uh you like that style i mean that... well here's the thing about that is when he's you're saying yeah, but most bourbon is a sour rich I don't like bourbon. Well, I love it. <laughs> I, t- I take him to all those press festivals in hopes that one day he's going to take me to the
2: Jim Beam distillery. <laughs> uh, well, then
3: yeah, you need to you need to get him to do that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's encourage my drinking, uh, but it's taken me a long time to find beer that I actually like.
3: Well, the thing is, you know, beer and and whiskey and all those different liquors are they're really pretty closely related. I mean, I'll tell you a funny. <laughs> I'll tell you interesting stories, you know, when we moved out of our first location, we left all of our equipment and sold it to a distillery that moved in there and they still use our beer making equipment to make the wash for their whiskey stills, It's a a place called Corsair Distillery. Um, And they make, they make some fantastic stuff, but they're still making it, you know, with our old beer making equipment. (laughs) Neat. It's not, there's not that big a difference between whiskey and beer.
4: So what I'm hearing is, is that at this point, that if I allowed you to brew some on your own beer in our garage, today, every now and then, you could change it out and make me
1: some bourbon.
3: Yeah, yeah, we'd have to get some different licenses. You know, there's, there's
1: always some government person. Yeah, the and government yeah, Everything. Governments, yeah, got to get theirs. Um, so, tell – um, anybody got any other questions or anything before we wrap up? So, tell the people uh, – tell everybody, like, where they can look you up and find you. Um, you're based out of – you're in Madison now, right?
3: Yeah. So, you know, Madison's kind of a an old-bedroom community of Nashville. It's about 10 miles north of town. Um, we're right along the river, a really pretty location uh, along the Cumberland River. At uh, our address is 900 River Bluff Drive in Madison and you can get directions and all the beers we have on tap and stuff like that at uh, yazubrew.com all of our beers are sold uh, now uh, throughout Tennessee Mississippi and we're just about to launch into uh, Alabama and Georgia
2: so So, congratulations
3: yeah you know that was you know We definitely needed to kind of keep moving some beer, and 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 we'd had some people asking to distribute us down there. So we're we're rolling out in Atlanta, I think, in a couple weeks. So so check us out there if you got some listeners down there. But uh, but mainly we focus on you know most of our beer, like eighty five percent, ninety percent is sold within you know a hundred miles in Nashville, and and that's what we we've always tried to focus on our our community here and, uh, and make sure that we're, you know, as strong as we can and, and supporting our community. That's
1: awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, just, uh, middle finger to everybody who probably told you, you were wasting your time drinking all that beer in college.
2: Turned it into a career. bitches.
1: I was actually telling my mom like uh, a couple of days ago, I was like, I'm upset with you. She's like, why? Like Because you told me I was wasting time playing video games all the time as a kid. And now video gamers are making millions of dollars. I'm like, I could have been practicing for a career. <laughs> that's true.
4: Can't kill somebody's dreams. And that's great that your wife was so supportive to... Encourage you to start a business like that. Right. I'm
2: going to try to start some shit like that, I'd
4: like, oh, no,
2: you know.
3: <laughs> I would. I'd say it's really good advice for anybody if if you want to do something, do it while do it young. Do it. You might not know what you're doing, but you have the energy and you have the time. Yeah. You know, when, when you when you get to be when you get to be 50 years old and you got two kids and a mortgage and all that stuff, you know, you, you just can't take the chance. So if if you want to do something, you need to do it while you're young.
4: Yeah. So you go ahead and let Lisa start his operator because the ship was sailing for me in the Y'all are on. So
1: question: Was your wife a beer drinker before you guys before she got involved in this?
3: Um. Yeah, she liked beer and and she had different tastes than I did, which is nice. Uh, she really likes Belgian styles and lambics and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, it would have been it would have been very tough to not have a beer drink as a partner.
4: Yeah, so you're just starting to mind, I can't help you with nothing because I don't drink it. You can
1: you can still help me make it. Sure.
2: You really-
1: I can bring the entire business side of it. I'll
4: take
1: test yeah. All right. Well uh, Linus, thank you for uh thank you for joining us. Uh for um for all our listeners, you know, if you're in the Nashville area, uh look them up. Like I said, Yazoo. Is it Yazoo.com or YazooBrew.com? I can't remember it's, the website.
3: It's Yazoobrew.com.
1: Yazoo Brew. That's y a z o o Brew.com and I know you can look them up on Facebook and Instagram and check them out, and if you get a chance try some of the beers. Go ahead and do that. It's uh, it's good stuff. Where's my ashtray? She's cleaning the. She's cleaning up the beers. She just filled yes. all over the table. She was committed all kinds of. It's a party crowd. Yeah. <laughs> We'll to I'm <laughs> Thank you for joining us, and uh, congratulations on uh, expanding into the different states, and good luck on everything you do in the future.
3: Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on. Y'all have a good evening, and I'll talk to you soon.
1: Thanks for coming. Thank you very Thank much. Thank
3: you so much. Good night.